Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kinda whatever. Mainly we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Uthi. Holden, I have a cold, so coughing, sneezing, scratchy throat, it's here. Great. But the podcast must go on. <laughs> it is that time of year, isn't it, though? It's Avatar season, baby. It is. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of, we're doing Avatar, the original this week. We weren't sure last week what we were going to be doing, but Jimmy brought up a good idea that we should talk about this since he hasn't seen it in like a decade at least, right? (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I've, (laughs) I think I've seen parts of it on TV like 10 years ago, but I don't think I've seen the thing in its entirety since it was in theaters. Okay. Um, so yeah, rewatched that and we'll also be talking about the game awards and such. So exciting very episode. Ex- yes, very exciting. Let's dive right in. That one movie podcast. First, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. First, I get to blow my nose. Oh, yeah, nice boogers in there. Glad, glad you get to include that in. Can't cut it out now. <laughs> nope. <laughs> the Toms! The Toms! Toms is a rapid-fire segment where we read the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. I'm at the point where my mucus is just all clear. That's We didn't need to know that. TMI, Jimmy. All right, <laughs> do you ever, you know, you blow your nose, do you ever do that thing where you just kind of wrap the napkin around not the napkin the the tissue the kleenex name brand if you're name brand guy around your finger and you just kind of dig for gold up there you know you just stick it in there with your finger i mean yeah i feel like most people do that jimmy (laughs) i don't know i think some people are probably big big against that but some of those bogeys in there you know you really gotta have that precision anyway (laughs) i got a nice clump of like five of them here so far I, i can get a nice ball by the end of the episode yeah, we'll, we'll get an update at the end of the episode. How about that? That way you just stop talking about it right now. Well, what's the over-under going to be? We're at four. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to bet. Uh, you, can just, you can just take a guess yourself. Yeah, well, the, uh, the listeners can predict. Make a little okay. prediction in your head. I'm at four right now. It's been three minutes. What Great. do I end? <laughs> uh, but first off, <laughs> we have a trailer for this new movie called Infinity Pool. Um, I had never heard of this prior to my mom texting me earlier in the week. I believe she just texted me the words infinity pool. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean by this? She Have you like, never oh, heard of an infinity pool, Holden? No, I know. I know what an infinity pool is like in real life, but I didn't understand. I don't I, even that wouldn't have made a con- like made sense in context. I didn't think my mom was looking at buying an infinity pool or anything. So 
Um, anyway, Wait, uh, Tim, I need something clarified. Are there multiple definitions of infinity pool? Because infinity pool, my first inclination, it's the pool where you're like swimming, but there's like a jet pushing you back. So I you're basically that, swimming in place. I think that is what an infinity pool but is. But then I also want to say an infinity pool could be like, you know, where there's some pools where it's like at the edge, it's like glass. And then the water goes like right up to the glass. I don't know if that's called and an that, infinity pool. I don't know. Well, maybe they make some infinity pools like that. Well, what's that called then? I don't know. Just a, a dumb investment. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty classy. You see it in those high-end LA homes. I'd be I'd be terrified. Pool though, where water goes okay. right up to the edge. I don't know. Glad anyway, Holden, you can talk about the. It's an infinity pool, also called. Okay, so yeah. It's okay, they're both. So there's it multiple says, things called an infinity pool. And now there's a third, which is this movie. Yes. Um, well, this could also be called an infinity edge or a zero edge pool. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, this uh, movie is directed by Brandon Cronenberg, who's the son <laughs> of famous uh, director and special effects artist David Cronenberg. He's uh, Brandon has had a couple movies come out recently. He had one called Possessor a couple years ago that I heard was pretty good. I uh, never watched it, though. Um, but anyway, uh, it stars Mia Goth, Alexander Skarsgård, and other people. Those are the two that I recognize. Um, yes, <laughs> me too. I was like, hey, I'm like, Mia Goth, you're in here. And yeah. One of the Skarsgårds. What's your name again? Oh, he, Alexander. It's the, it's the Northman one. Yeah, the Northman one. <laughs> uh, what do you think of this trailer, Jimmy? It looks bonkers. I don't really understand what it's about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's like I mean, it starts out and the concept seems to be like, well, what if you can just like buy a like a clone? It's it seems like really like weird. It's like what if instead of taking a death penalty yourself, you just make a clone that takes it for yourself? It's like this service that you pay a lot of money for or whatever. And Alexander Skarsgård and his wife seem to be pretty well off, so they can afford that. But then stuff seems to go off the rails. We seem to get another crazy Mia Goth performance, which is fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it does look wild. And somehow an infinity pool is involved. Yeah. I, I swear at the end it's got the zero edge version of the infinity pool. Oh, does it? I guess I, I think didn't. so. Okay. Maybe. Maybe we're asking the, we're asking the real questions. We are. <laughs> this is what this is what the viewers want, the listeners want. Um yeah, I don't know. It looks interesting. Um, it's being released by Neon Pictures, which is kind of like A24. They, they're the ones that released Parasite and everything. So um, They I had Parasite. Wow. Yeah, I think they're... Oh, yeah, it's, it says it's premiering at Sundance in January. So my guess is we're not actually getting it until much later in the year. But still yeah. something to be on the lookout for. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Thank you, Darla Sutter. Yeah, thank you, Darla Sutter. Shout out. Um, I'll give the trailer a bro call. Looks interesting. Yeah, Scott, you could take a few notes from your wife about how to enhance <laughs> the podcast and not ruin it. Thanks, Scott. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a bro call. Why not? It could be bad, but it could be really good. Just yeah. like any other movie Literally of Literally no way of telling. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? What else? is that all for trailers? Hold in yeah, movie at least trailers, in terms anyway. of movie trailers. Um, and then I'll move on. I don't have a ton of movie news before we get to the game news, but we do have some. Um, first up, DC has had a lot of developments this week. I don't know if you've seen any of this. No, I've been completely out of the loop. Okay. Um, a lot of it seem is 
seems to be speculative with lar- with like strong rumors from various like uh, news outlets and stuff. So some of it take for- with a grain of salt. The one that seems to have the most uh, seems to have like actual confirmation though is that Patty Jenkins is no longer heading Wonder Woman three. Jimmy, wow. Um, this is apparently because uh, she stepped away after clashing with Studio Brass over her treatment for this sequel. Um, and there are c- even conflicting reports about whether or not the sequel is fully canceled or not. Wow. But, but the thing but the thing that seems to be true is that Patty Jenkins is for sure no longer working on it. Well, now she's got time for Rogue Squadron, a movie that <laughs> will never be made. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Patty Jenkins has now gone from making... This movie, Wonder Woman 3, uh, Cleopatra, mm-hmm. and Rogue Squadron. And now it looks like she's not going to make any of those three yeah. movies. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, bummer for her, I guess. Uh, yeah. I have I'd- no idea. I mean, look, Wonder Woman 1 has its moments. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 2 is awful. <laughs> it is a terrible movie. I mean, so, okay, like I, I, that's that's all that's all the data points I have for Patty Jenkins. I've never met her in real life. Maybe she's a wonderful person. I think. I mean, I almost wonder if like the reception to Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four had something to do with it because I think I don't know if she wrote the first one at all. But if if nothing else, there was at least another co writer on it. But then Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, she was like the sole writer on, and then this this one, I think she was also going to be the sole writer on. So. Maybe it was more crap. <laughs> I don't know. And no Pedro Pascal to save you this time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, I mean, I don't know. I think, I, I mean, I don't think we've gotten any updates on like Cleopatra or anything. I don't even know if there's like a director attached. So yeah, there is a different director. I, oh, is there? We talked about it. I can't remember who it is. Okay, I was I was gonna say if there's not a director, maybe she could just go back to that or something. Maybe she will go mix Rogue Squadron now. Who knows? Maybe she's mad at Warner Bros. and she'll go work for Disney. Let's see, Cleopatra, directed by Carrie Skug- Skugland. What did she do? Oh, I think that's the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> so rough. Great. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um. That's a bummer for Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Yeah. We'll Dude. see. I I mean, I'm curious. I think I'm ultimately more curious to see if the movie is fully canceled or not. Um, but yeah, shame for Patty Jenkins. I'll give it a Bergeron. Sure. I guess that's where I'm at too. Just because the last one was so bad. Yeah, it was. I don't even remember anticipating that. I think I was looking forward to it. Yeah, and you were you were being pretty positive on the trailers cuz I remember you were like <laughs> you were lambasting me like oh holding you a little you're a Marvel shill you don't you yeah. don't think this trailer looks Well, that very is good. true. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all that movie was bad. <laughs> anyway, um other DC news. Um these are other rumors that the Hollywood Reporter and some other outlets had been uh talking about. So not not confirmation for sure, but one, and this is probably the strangest one, is that Man of Steel 2 is no longer happening and also Henry Cavill might not actually be returning as Superman. What is happening? Exactly. What's going on? Um the next one is that the uh, 
and I guess this kind of ties into the last one, is that with James Gunn and them, the new leadership, they are going to be shutting down most of the Snyderverse heroes and casting, uh, which also includes any future Jason Momoa Aquaman movies. My man. My um, man. So at this point, just can the Flash. <laughs> yeah, right? Just get rid of it. <laughs> um. I, <laughs> what, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, like, I when I was reading this, I, I also apparently, I mean, like, <gasps> s- like, slight spoilers for Flash if it ever comes out, if anyone really cares. But apparently, like, Superman and Aquaman both had, like, recently filmed cameos for that movie. Wow. So, like, and so now there's talk that if the Flash does release... Are they gonna just cut those cameos like that they just filmed or whatever? Like, here's an know. idea. How about you just either release that movie or don't? But either way, just that that's done, and we're just starting over. Exactly. That's what I think. And you can happen. even keep Henry Cavill. You can keep Gal Gadot. You can keep uh, Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. Don't well, don't keep Ezra Miller. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you can keep those people and just do it again because people still like those actors and. Mm-hmm. The audience will figure it out. Like the audience isn't going to care about the continuity if you just give them a good movie. Exactly. They're not going to go. Well, um, actually, that this happened in uh, uh, what's his name's uh, not Zack Snyder, but the other one, the J- Justice Cut. Just Whedon's Joss Whedon. Justice League. This uh, did not happen, so therefore this movie is bad. Well, well there yeah. probably are some people like that, but. And all of the best recent DC movies have had, like, very, like, it, it's very, like, confused. I, I feel like it would be, to maybe some people, confusing as to, like, their placement within the wider DC universe, if any. Like, I mean, the Batman, you got Joker, even, like, the second Suicide Squad to an extent. Like, it's all it's all kind of conflicting with earlier movies, but they're, they're all well-liked and no one cares, so... Yeah, nobody's like, uh, th- actually, this is where we're at right now in the, the DC, well, it's the DCU now, right? DCU, yeah. DCU, not DCEU. Who knows? Um, nobody cares about that universe at this point, at least in the general audiences. Mm-hmm. So just do whatever you want and make a good movie. That's what I think. Because think about your most successful movies. You had The Batman and you had Joker, and not, those aren't even attached to your universe, so yeah, <laughs> nobody's gonna care. I guess original Wonder Woman did well, and Aquaman did well, right? Yeah, yeah, they both did good. I still have not seen that movie. Oh, well, you'll have to before the new one comes out. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait. When is that movie coming out? I don't. I thought it. I was thinking. Year, remember when it was coming out this year? Yeah, it's coming out next year, and for some reason I thought it was like <laughs> March, but I don't. It might not be coming out till like next December now, so. Maybe that movie will get canned too. I don't know. <laughs> what are they doing over there? Who knows? Bombadil <laughs> to DC. What are you doing? Bombadil. Uh, one other uh, thing that they are shutting down though, um, and this was actually like the most interesting sounding one, was that apparently they were planning on making a Batman Beyond movie with Michael Keaton playing the old Batman character interesting from that series and they were gonna like i think it was gonna tie kind of heavily into the tim burton universe because there were also rumors that michelle pfeiffer was gonna come back as catwoman and stuff so wow good thing they canceled that project instead of the flash yeah (laughs) (laughs) poor i mean like sure michael keaton probably doesn't understand what's happening in these superhero (laughs) movies but i mean poor him like all of these projects that he's i mean getting signed on to like just 
They're all getting canned. Okay, well, let's think about it. Now he doesn't have to do the press circuits. He doesn't have to pretend to care about the movie. (laughs) And he's still getting paid. I think this is working out really well for Michael Keaton, That's true. That's true. It's probably the best case scenario, honestly. He doesn't have to be like... He doesn't have to pretend to know what he's talking about. You know, like, he's like, oh, thank goodness I don't have to do my research anymore and learn all these different heroes. I can just say, yeah, I just came and set and we filmed and they canceled it. Yeah. I think it worked out well for him. That's true. Yeah. I guess I'm just more disappointed because I do like his, I think his Batman, at least in those Tim Burton movies, works pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of kind of disappointed we might not see more of him. Supposedly he's going to be in Flash. We'll see. <laughs> I still think that movie is just going to get canceled. But Well, we'll see. Hold on. Uh, mess. Bombadil again for DC. Bombadil for sure well you're just saying that though because you're a Marvel shill Holden yeah of course (laughs) that's true me saying I'm disappointed a Batman Beyond movie is not happening yes um yeah uh so that's it for the DC news uh I guess just fall quick follow-up on that I did write down that James Gunn's response to all of that was basically like uh, he said as far as the, the stories in the Hollywood Reporter some of it's true some of it is half true some of it is not true and some of it we haven't decided <coughs> yet whether it is true or not so it's kind <laughs> of a nothing statement right yeah <laughs> sounds good uh, anyway uh, Mike Flanagan uh, horror director I quite enjoy uh, so this week some developments he uh, first of all took a new exclusivity deal with Amazon so his stuff is all going to be I mean the Netflix stuff is staying on Netflix, but he's not going to be making stuff for Netflix this anymore. This Haunted of Hill, Haunted Hill. Yes, House. Midnight Mass. That yeah, that guy. House on Haunted Hill. Haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House. Yes, very good. Um, he has still one series coming out for Netflix uh, next year, The Fall of the House of Usher, which is based on an Edgar Allan Poe story. Um, so it's kind of exciting. But uh, probably the more interesting part of this is that he's going to be developing a Dark Tower series for Amazon. Good old uh, Stephen King series, right? Yes. Yeah. His uh, fantasy Western series that has uh, quite a cult following. I've read the first book and I want to keep going. I'll probably reread the first book before, but I did like that first book. It was really interesting. Um, it was a very unique setting. <coughs> and from what I understand, the series as a whole is like <laughs> the Dark Tower series, like weirdly like hints at a lot of other Stephen King stories like that's the series that supposedly like makes the Stephen King books into a shared universe even though that's not the central focus but oh, like, would you like a slice of cheese gunslinger oh sorry I can't have dairy products <laughs> dairy but the d is capitalized um and it's d-e-r-r-y yeah exactly there you go um but yeah, I um I remembered seeing an interview. It might have even been when his last series came out that Mike Flanagan was like it was talking about how this is uh, Dark Tower series is something he's always been interested in and I mean he has experience with Stephen King's works before <coughs> Doctor Sleep and uh, Gerald's Game. Isn't there a Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, movie? <laughs> with Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey. <clears throat> that's apparently really bad. Is it is the character called the Gunslinger? Yes. Okay, I was like, who pulled that out of my butt? Good I haven't job. Haven't seen yeah. this movie. I, when you said that, I was like, damn, I'm impressed, Jimmy. Yeah, I know, I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, it's something like that. <laughs> Figured it out. Keep you on your toes, Holden. 
But uh, I don't know. Is this something that would interest you at all, Jimmy? Uh, well, if it's really good. I know uh, people who really like those books. I've not read them myself. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it a, a Bergeron. I mean, I haven't even really seen any of his stuff. You've seen Doctor Sleep, but I think that's I've the seen Doctor Sleep, and that was very good. That's the movie he made that I saw and liked. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I will give it a Broca. I'm I'm intrigued. And very Jimmy good. watched his Netflix stuff. It's so good. I should. Um, then uh, this kind of transitions in. So we're going to transition into Tog, but before we get to the Game Awards, quite bit, uh, quite yet i have uh just a little bit extra apparently bioshock 4 which is not judas which we are going to be talking about later <laughs> in a bit but bioshock 4 um which is being developed uh go- the ghost of tsushima writer has joined as the narrative lead on it interesting very interesting i very much enjoyed that ghost of tsushima story yeah um a lot more than i thought i was going to I thought that yeah, was a very it's, strong it's part of the great. game so, and I mean, for a series like Bioshock, which is very much sold on its story a lot of the time, um, I think having someone like that on is, on board is very good. Yes, I'll give that a Brokaw, Holden. I will as well. Give it a Brokaw. Uh, anyway, now we're on to the Game Awards. Um, this is the uh, whole event, online event, that is kind of like the Oscars for games, but it's also just a big advertising opportunity. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, but I mean, I, was it two and a half hours. It was, I think it, they said it was going to be less than three, but I think it was just three hours. <laughs> it was so long. Yeah. Cause I was kind of looking at the updates cause Emily and I were watching avatar while it was mm. going on. And I was surprised that like I went to, I'm like, Oh, who'd they give game of the year to? And it still hadn't happened. Yeah. Like, no, oh it my was, gosh. It, it started at seven. It didn't end till close to 10. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of respect for the game awards. I think it seems like the guy who runs it, Jeff Keeley, is just like super passionate about it. So good on him. Uh, they put a lot of time and money into this and it seems very cool. Um, but I think before we get to the announcements, I'll just kind of quick run through some of the more interesting award winners. Um Let's see here. Uh, for most anticipated game, uh, the new Zelda game won. It beat out Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, and Starfield. That doesn't surprise me. What is the new Zelda game called? Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Dial of Destiny. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think... <gasps> I can't. Re- I, I don't remember if I read this in like the chat. I, I so I watched the game awards in the Steam chat because I tried to win a Steam deck. I did not win a Steam deck, but I was really hoping. But I can't remember if I saw this in the chat or something. But someone brought up that like we have like Starfield is supposed to come out in February and we have not seen anything about it. There's no way. Yeah, that it, game's if it comes out, then it's going to just be broken. Yeah, it's going to be terrible. Is They're there gonna- any way that game comes out and it's not broken? <laughs> With Bethesda's history, probably not. And just how massive it is. Yeah. Hmm. And we we know, like, I mean, honestly, we don't know much about it. We don't really have any much gameplay, if any. Is it an Xbox exclusive? I think so. Okay. Um, it might be a timed exclusive or something, but yeah. Um, Who knows? Anyway, uh, Zelda You're won- just saying that because you're a PlayStation chill. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that because Xbox doesn't have a lot. 
Um, let's see here. What else won? Uh, racing, who cares? I'm I excited. still think it's incredible. An Xbox exclusive has never been nominated for Game of the Year. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Did we talk about that last week? I don't know. That's incredible, I, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to even think of, like, what would. Maybe the Forza games, people really like those. But, like, the new Halo games that have come out since the Game Awards have started, like, people are so mixed on those. But, yeah, it is crazy. Well, you're just bringing that up, though, because you're a PlayStation shill. Yeah, yeah, I am. Even though I'm the one who brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am excited. Uh, Best Family game went to the new Kirby game, which beat out LEGO Star Wars and Splatoon 3 and some other stuff, which cool. Um, best action adventure game went to God of War Ragnarok. <coughs> Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> I compa- the other ones were Plague Tale, Horizon, Stray, and Tunic. Um, yeah, God of War was going to win that. Um, God of War also won innovation and accessibility, which doesn't surprise me. Those PlayStation games are getting pretty intense with that stuff. Uh, best VR AR game went to uh, Moss Book 2. That's cool. Which is going to be on PSVR 2. Yeah, I saw that was going to be that and the first one are going to be launched with that. So, But exciting. it's not a free upgrade, I guess. So I have the first one for free, but I don't know. Uh, you should just play the first one on yeah. your current headset then. There you go. Um, let's see what else. Um, Stray won best debut indie game, Jimmy. You liked Stray? Yeah. You and haven't also, played it yet, right? I haven't played it yet, no. It's it also a nice won- little game. Yeah, I'll probably I'll pr- play it when it gets on sale at some point, I think. Um, best. It also won just best indie game, so good for them. Um, best performance, Christopher Judge won for God of War Ragnarok. Which, Shocker. Yeah, <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess like uh, Sonny Suljik, or however you say his last name, also was nominated for God of War, and he is good as Atreus, but yeah. Makes sense, Christopher Judge won. That's incredible. That's incredible that he wasn't the original voice actor. Yeah. Like, nobody cares. Yeah. yeah, Everybody has just embraced him. I feel bad for, like, the guy who probably used to do it. (laughs) It's like, I could have been, you know, you know, I could have been this guy, maybe, Christopher Judge, you know. Yeah, yeah, no. It sucks for that guy, but yeah, I mean, I think it does say something about his performance that no one really does seem to care. I don't think Aries! (laughs) I don't think there has... I don't know if there was ever backlash when the first one came out about the casting change. I don't know. That would have been in, like, pre-release stuff. Pre-release, but as soon as people were... Boy. Yeah. Boy. Um, but yeah, he's great. He did at the awards. He gave like a 10 minute acceptance. I speech. heard that his speech was very long. It was. And he was, I mean, he was so sweet and genuine and he was thanking like so many people on the team and he thanked Sonny and, uh, his, and just everyone. But yeah, it was way too long. Uh, God of War Ragnarok also won for both, uh, score in music and also audio design, which is cool. Yeah. The score nice. for it's really good. Um, I'm probably digging into the score more on this than I was the 2018 one. Really? Yeah. I mean, I know this one, this uses a lot of the same music, but I like a lot of the new stuff too. Um, Elden Ring did beat God of War Ragnarok for best art direction, uh, but God of War did win for best narrative. What a surprise. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
I think it's I think it's funny Elden Ring was nominated for narrative because from what I understand, there's just not much of an actual story. There's a lot of world building, but not much story. Well, the you know narratives in world building, I don't know. That's true, and I guess George R. R. Martin did work on a little bit of it at least. So, um, but then uh, Elden Ring did end up taking home Game of the Year. Uh, beat yep. out Plague Tale, beat out God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Uh, sounds about right i mean i never played elden ring but people love that game yeah that's i i thought i mean i i think i mentioned it last week that i thought god of war was going to sweep most of the other awards and elden ring would just win i it seems to be general consensus is that god of war is really good at like a lot of these other things but elden ring in a lot of people's eyes is just the better package overall um but yeah yeah haven't played And also god of war it's a sequel to a game that already won game of the year did it win game of the year yeah 2018 won it okay. 2018 took out red dead man did it really wow yeah it did yeah Jeez. uh and i mean spider-man also came out that year oh yeah stacked year um but yeah no uh i, I feel bad for rockstar they released you know gta 5 when the last of us came out and then red <laughs> dead 2 when god of war came out um Oh well, they still earn all the money. In yeah, the they still have the literally best-selling enter- piece of entertainment of all time <laughs> in GTA Five. I'm sure uh, they're not too upset. No, yeah, it's the it's the gif of the guy r- crying with the money over his eyes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think that sounds about right. I, I think God of War Ragnarok. I'm really liking it a lot more as I've gotten into it because sure. I was kind of a little critical of it at first. Um, but I would I would definitely say it's not a perfect game, so I have no problem with Elden Ring winning. Sure, uh, especially since the first God of War won. So, yeah, let another another group win. And Sony Sony Santa Monica was like, "Oh, congratulations!" and all that in their little Twitter stuff. Yeah, so good, that's nice, good sports. All the Sony studios are so nice to each other on Twitter, and they're like, "Oh, congratulations!" Oh, yes yeah <laughs> but i but you're just saying that because you're a playstation shill holden <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah i'm just saying that <laughs> uh right. anyway we let's get on dive to- into these trailers holden yes um so first off let's talk about the probably the bigger one uh jedi survivor uh which got a release date coming out in march of this year which had been heavily rumored in the kind of the week leading up to it seems very soon but hey i'm not complaining that's exciting but you could we'll have a hogwarts legacy lead right into that sucker yeah exactly um but yeah what'd you think of the trailer for this uh cal's got a beard now yeah, kind of good luck for him. Uh, <laughs> got lots of lightsabers. Looks like new. They showed off some new moves. Mm-hmm. I liked him picking up the stormtrooper and the stormtrooper shooting at the other storm, <laughs> using him yeah. as a gun. That was fun. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like m- more but better of the mm-hmm. first one, which is, I guess, what you would hope for, right? I thought the the narrative was surprisingly strong with the first one. Yeah, my only real gripe was just navigating some of those maps and a couple of those worlds was just awful yeah (laughs) and backtracking like you couldn't just go you couldn't like they didn't have a mystic gateway like you do in god of war Mm -hmm. where you can just kind of go back it's like no i gotta have little beady 
one, you know, do his hologram map, and I'm trying to like, which level am I on, and <laughs> where I need to go, and I hope so. that I think I don't know if that was like a widespread complaint, but I hope that's fixed in the new one. I hope they improve that because if that's the case, then the game will just be a lot better on its own. Um, but of course, with the sequels, they always just they get just more expansive. So if it's more expansive worlds and it's still like that, I'm just gonna be like, I have no idea where I'm going. <laughs> I'm never gonna. I guess for me, it's gonna make me less likely to explore. Mm-hmm. If I'm just going to get lost. And I like exploring those games. But I would even say with God of War Ragnarok a little bit, it's like, okay, this is so... There's so many different ways of going to different places that's like I'm almost turned off by it. Yeah, yeah. You have. I don't think you've even gotten to the biggest open No, I, I don't think I have. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <laughs> that one gets confusing a bit, but... Um, yeah, no, I I mean I think it it looks cool. Uh looks like you are going to get double lightsabers at some point. Uh he has a Kylo Ren lightsaber, which I don't really know what gameplay change that will implement yeah, really, I, but I'm sure it'll be something. That was a little interesting. Um he didn't have you couldn't have a two lightsabers in the first one? I don't think so. I thought you could just I thought it was just you had the the double-sided lightsaber. Could you Yeah. Sp- I don't think he could split it up. I don't think so either. I think you're right. But that first one's fun. So hopefully there's more than like one boss type. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like the one jetpack person or whatever it was. I just would fight a million times. I just, I loved when the bounty hunters would come (coughs) after you because my favorite thing was just pushing them off a cliff and they would just die. (laughs) If you just force pushed them off a cliff, they would just die automatically. So, but yeah um yeah i don't not much more to say about it i'm excited we'll see how it yeah. how it turns out i'll have to replay the first one before that comes out sometime Same. i don't yeah. know when i'll do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll probably do it at some point in the next few months if i decide i want to get that like right away very good i'll give it a broca the new game i will as well uh, next thing, uh, there was a little trailer for Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Um, this one didn't really have any gameplay. It was only a cinematic, but did get a release date. It's going to be coming out May 26th, so that's nice. We are finally getting it next year, it looks like. Um, but, yeah, it was mostly just a cinematic, but I think the, the big part of it was that it confirmed that Kevin Conroy, this is going to be like one of, if not his last Batman performance. Yeah, which that's awesome mm-hmm. that that's a thing. I thought the overall that like that was it. I was like that was I was expecting gameplay or something because we haven't seen anything really. Yeah, I mean we we had like one gameplay trailer that showed us a little bit, but yeah, aside from that, not a ton. It was like a two minute tease. Yeah. So hopefully we get more soon (laughs) and it wasn't like kevin connery saying anything in the game it was just like oh there's batman and it was i am vengeance i am the knight Mm -hmm. i am batman i'm like okay that's cool i would like to have him seen him say something in the game so then it's like oh gosh it's kevin conroy Mm -hmm. but 
whatever. I was a little disappointed by it. I'm going to give it a Bombadil, Holden. Except, you know, Kevin Conroy's in it. So I'm going to give that part a Broca, but the trailer a Bombadil. I'm going to give it all. I'm going to just average it to a Bergeron. Um, but I am very excited that Kevin Conroy is going to be in it. So well, That's just because you're a PlayStation shill. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Six Kleenexes, by the way, is where we're at. Okay, good. A little update. Um... Next one I just want to cover quickly is the Judas trailer, um, which is a new game from Ghost Story <coughs> Games, uh, which is Kevin Ken Levine's new studio. Uh, he is the creator of the Bioshock series. I think he was the director of the first and infinite for sure. Um, but um, yeah, it just looks like Bioshock. <laughs> it looks like Bioshock. <laughs> Uh, which is good for you, Holden. I started the first one and I got kind of bored. So, yeah, I uh, no, I I really like Bioshock. So, I mean, the fact that it's more Bioshock, that's cool. Looks like it's going to be set in space. Which, I mean, Bioshock in space isn't something we've had yet. So, cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not much more to say about it. I the art style reminds me a lot of Bioshock Infinite, just with like better textures and everything. So that's cool that they're kind of sticking with that. Uh, it looks it looks good, but still kind of having a little cartoony edge to like the character designs. So absolutely, yeah. I'll um, give it a Bergeron. I'll give it a Broca. Looks interesting. Um, and then the final one I just wanted to, uh, that I wanted you to watch was the new Hellboy game, um, which was, this premiered early on in the, th- in the event. So I think it got kind of uh, forgotten, but I think it looks cool. Like it could be cool. Not much is really shown, but it's uh cell shaded uh, art style, just reminiscent of the original comics looks basically exactly like the original comics so that it looks pretty cool um looks like it's going to be a third person action game which jimmy and i both quite enjoy especially if there's a good story involved uh i don't know what you think jimmy i probably will not play this first off i've never seen anything with hellboy in it so i've never seen any of the movies oh you haven't seen any of the movies none of them no no david harbour no guillermo del toro I have not seen any of H E double hockey stick boy Holden. <laughs> um, so it looks cool though. It looks like it could be fun, but it was definitely not anywhere on my radar and probably won't be unless it's very, very good. So I'll go Bergeron. Sure. Uh, I'll give it a Brokaw. Holden, you didn't want to do a deep dive on the Death Stranding 2 teaser? No. Okay. So I did, I did write this down. I didn't, I didn't really watch it too closely because I don't. I still might play the first one at some point. Not that this, I think, really gives any spoilers. <laughs> like, it's so cryptic. All of the like Death Stranding trailers have always been cryptic. But yeah, this is like it was like a four minute trailer. It was so long, and it was yeah. long during the event too. <coughs> I mean, it it was cool because like you. It slowly kind of revealed that we saw what's her name, the actress who's in it, who's in Leia Seydoux or whatever. Um, yeah. it, it, we saw her and I was like, oh, is this more Death Stranding? Because I know she's in that. And then the title reveal came up and there's a palpable excitement in the crowd at the Game Awards. People were like, who knew Hideo Kojima game? Um, that sequel to that boring game that most people didn't really like. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> but then I guess people do like it. 
I don't know what people think of that game. I don't either. Um, it looks so gosh darn boring. Like I don't know. Like part of me wants to play it, but the other part of me is like, you're just gonna be bored. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like seventy percent of the time you're bored, and then like half of that other thirty percent is just cutscenes. Like there's so many cutscenes in these games. I remember uh, my brother Xander played this. Which, by the way, I watched this alongside Xander. We were kind of texting each other as the Game Awards was happening. He got, I think, he got at least interested in this trailer. But he played Death Stranding. And the end, like there, I think the cutscenes and the end goes on for like over two hours. Like it is insane. Oh my gosh. So like, cause I remember he was like, I think he was wanting to go to bed. He was, he was, had like come back from work and he was like finishing the game and he's like, no, but the cutscenes just keep going. <laughs> like, you just want to go to bed. But. Bergeron. Yeah. I'll give it a Bergeron too. We'll see. Maybe I'll eventually play Death Stranding. Um, uh, Horizon Forbidden West got a DLC announcement. Uh, seems to be reminiscent of the Frozen Wilds thing. It's called The Burning Shores. Looks like you're going to Hollywood, LA. Cool. It's coming in April. Still haven't played the base game, but I might, if I get it for Christmas, I probably will, like right away. So, yep. It sounds cool. I'll probably play the VR game before I play that one. Sure. Which they did because have. you know I pre-ordered a PlayStation VR too. Yeah, they did have a little thing for Call of the Mountain too, but it didn't really show much. That's okay. I kind of know what it is at this point. Yeah. Um, Forbidden West DLC Brokaw, sure. Sure, I'll give it a Bergeron. Um, let's see. From Software, even though I don't play any of their games, I'm sure some of you listening do care. They announced a uh, Armored Core Six: The Fires of Rubicon. There have been five of these. Yeah. Um, they were games on I, the first one might have been PS One, but they were largely on PS Two and maybe one or two on PS Three. Uh, but these are the games that originally put like From Software on the map. I mean, Demon Souls is what really put them into stardom but this is what they made their living off of before they had the dark souls games so they're apparently really well liked like cool mech games um the trailer was basically just a cinematic so it didn't really give off much of a vibe i don't know much about the gameplay i think my dad played or owned one of the ps2 ones at one point but yeah don't know much about it that Diablo 4 trailer was gorgeous, but it's probably going to be a, a game that no one likes riddled with microtransactions. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's another, that's, uh, yeah, the Diablo 4 trailer was awesome. I think. The, Incredible. I mean. Props to the VFX people who put that together. That I was think, gorgeous. Yeah. And I mean, I've never played one of the games <laughs> myself, but I've watched my dad play two and three for just hours and hours at a time. And Diablo three or just the Diablo world, like the the designs of the characters and different monsters and everything. And like the, the angels, I think the angels, like the wings, the way they spread out like that, they look so cool. But I don't know, probably not a game for me. I'm sure my yeah. dad will is like super excited for it coming out in June. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Probably better than that mobile one that came out earlier this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, oh, by the way, so just kind of slight tangent about that. So Diablo Immortal, that was the mobile game. And that's the game that's like infamous at this point for when it was first revealed, it got booed. Do you remember that? No. 
Okay. I don't rem- I, I remember people not liking something about Diablo, so that's must be what I was thinking of. Yeah, I don't remember if it was at like an E3 or something, but when D- Blizzard first like unveiled it and said it was going to be on mobile, it got like everyone at the convention booed or something. <laughs> people were so mad. And then at the Game Awards, I think it was nominated for best mobile game when Jeff Keighley read Diablo Immortal, everyone booed again. <laughs> Just wow. no one likes this game apparently funny stuff imagine like you're you know you work at your job and it's just creating something that nobody likes yeah i (laughs) especially like i'm sure i'm sure so many of the many of the people working on games like that know that people aren't gonna like it especially if it's like filled with micro microtransactions and stuff like and it's just out of your control exactly what a terrible helpless feeling yeah that would suck um let's see what else uh, idris elba is going to be starring in the new cyberpunk dlc cool cool i haven't played it so probably will never play that game same <laughs> probably not um there was a new mario movie clip did you see that nope okay it looks- i saw that the one came out but i was like eh, it's too close so i'm not gonna watch it yeah it, i mean it was just like a little clip from the movie i mean the biggest takeaway from it for me is that it seems to be like just really committing to the video gaminess of it all which is cool that it's not you know taking the easy way out it played it kind of had a nice mix of like classic mario songs it reorchestrated and stuff in the background and uh the it kind of showed him wandering around the mushroom kingdom and there's just a lot of nice cool little nods in the background and i don't know it just the more it comes out about this movie it just looks more and more cool so nice um what else what else final fantasy 16 had another trailer still looks good um they were uh, before game awards they were teasing a new crash game so i got kind of excited and then it was like some multiplayer like game that looks so uninteresting so whatever i'm a little surprised we haven't seen any of that last of us multiplayer game yeah well uh initially when they what was i think during i could be misremembering this but so they they confirmed the release date of the last of us part one remake on pc and initially like it came up and said world premiere and it said Naughty Dog, and then it kind of showed like The Last of Us World and stuff. I'm like, oh, is this is going to be like the trailer for The Last of Us multiplayer game. But then it was just a world premiere of a release date of a game that came out in September, I guess. <laughs> like, what, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> so that was It's going to be a show in a month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey were there at the Game Awards. They presented one of the awards i can't remember billa ramsey's gonna be a terrible ellie yeah she doesn't look anything like ellie yeah who cares yeah um t- oh <laughs> did you see that al pacino was one of the presenters <laughs> isn't he like 80 yeah he like i think he presented the first award i think he did the i think he did the christopher judge best performance one <laughs> But he just came out and he looked he just looked like he had no idea where he was. And he basically said that too. He's like, ah, I just I don't know much about video games, but uh I respect that uh they seem to be getting better at this narrative thing <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> just this old man who has no no idea what he's talking about. It was kind of funny. <laughs> um anyway, I think that's 
I think that's it in terms of games. I wrote down that there's like a new Transformers game coming out. Um, which no. The, no, the only reason I wrote no. about it was because it had like a really cool trailer that had no Transformers in it. It looked like this like kind of cool sci-fi uh, shooter thing. And then it just came up at the end and said it was a Transformers game. I'm like, what? <laughs> I did not pick that up at all from the trailer. Hmm. But um, yeah. Um, and then uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention was was the kid. Did you look up the thing? I I did not look up the kid, Holden. I have not had the chance. Okay, so at the end of the Game Awards, uh, uh, from software, they got announced that they won for best game or whatever. So they were going up, and this kid is up on stage with them like the whole time. He's standing behind the director of Elden Ring while while he's talking. And then at the very end, he just comes up to the mic and says something like, I'd like to, I think he says something along the lines of, I'd like to dedicate this to my reformed Orthodox rabbi, uh, Bill Clinton, (laughs) which is just the strangest thing. But it's, uh, he, if you like look at the footage, he just like, he gets up from some random row, like several rows back from behind the From Software people and just walks up like he's with them. Like it's so strange. How old is this kid? He's like 15. <coughs> huh. It's like, because <laughs> I, when, when, uh, the, I think the director of Elden Ring's last name, his name's Miyazaki, but when he was talking, um, like this kid was just standing behind him. I'm like, why is this kid up here? Is he like part of the team? He looks really young, but yeah, he just kind of went up there and broke the internet for the next day or so. It's pretty crazy. Uh, well, I think I he got a pretty arrested. good Orthodox rabbi, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, yeah, I, I think he, he got arrested then. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just a very funny thing. It felt it felt like the Will Smith like slap and it felt like it would have been like that big if uh the game awards was like a bigger thing because like everyone was freaking out that was watching (coughs) the game awards but yeah very nice yeah yeah i think that's it though with the game awards jimmy i these gen zers holden i just don't think i'll ever be able to understand them no no just too their their ways are beyond us Mm mm-hmm all right Jeez, is that all, Holden? I think that's 50 it. 50 minutes later? My goodness. We had a lot to say, Jimmy. So much to say. So little to talk about. <laughs> Swallow that one, Holden. All right, let's do it. All right. Non-spoiler review of Avatar, the one that came out 13 years ago. Not the M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong one. Nope, and not the cartoon that that one is based off of. Yes. So let's watch the one about the blue people. Mm-hmm. We're starting right now. All right. Um, we will do we'll do non spoilers for this. There's not a ton to say non spoilers. I don't think, but uh, non spoilers for Avatar. In case you're like one of the two people that haven't seen this movie already. Um, I mean. What is there to say about its reputation? It's a movie from 2009 directed by James Cameron. Huge budget at the time. Impressive, very very impressive special effects. And was the biggest movie for a long time, then wasn't, now is again. 
um, just in terms of box office results. I don't think it's quite Well, crossed. Holden, actually the biggest movie of all time, adjusted for inflation, has gone with the win oh, by yeah. quite my, a my large bag. margin. Of course. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this one, um, I don't think it's quite crossed $3 billion yet. I kind of am surprised. I, I mean, I, it hasn't? I don't think so. Let me look it up real quick. Amateur. Um, well, no, no, it's I like it's two point nine billion, so it's I almost. Thought Endgame did. No, Endgame, Endgame's like two point five. Avengers, I think. Endgame box office two point eight, basically. Okay, so very similar. Avatar's just edged it out with its re-releases and whatnot. Um, two point nine two two, but. Um, it was a movie that was a cultural phenomenon for like a year and then just wasn't. Um, was it even that long? Six I would months? say so. I would say people, I mean, because it, it was in theaters, I would say, for at least six months. That okay. movie was in theaters for so long, I remember. Um, but yeah, I mean, people really liked it at the time. It's kind of <laughs> lost relevancy, especially since they didn't immediately capitalize on sequels, which, I mean, get on James Cameron. He seems to be waiting for his true vision to be able to fully surface and everything, but it kind of, kind of killed the momentum that this movie had. Um, anyway, Jimmy, what did you think of this movie upon rewatch? Boy, some of it holds up really well, and some of it is bad, <laughs> is my take. I think the characters of this movie suck, <laughs> starting with Jake Sully, who is an awful protagonist. <laughs> he is just the most generic army guy of all time, yeah. and the whole storyline with his brother dying, especially in the beginning montage of the movie, is so cheesy and stupid. <laughs> I think it's so dated. It feels like something out of a really cheesy 80s action movie. And the rest of the movie takes itself pretty seriously. So I think that part stands out like a sore thumb. I should. Okay. I should clarify. I think I know which one you watched. Did you watch the one on Disney Plus? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. Is there different cuts of this movie? Yeah. There's a director's cut of this movie that has like a whole like extra opening that's set on Earth. Okay. Well. (laughs) Didn't know that. I didn't know he was Ridley Scott over here with 10 cuts of Blade Runner. Yeah. No, I uh, I think I've seen that one once. I think my dad owns it on DVD, the director's cut version, but I don't really remember much. So the ones that I rewatched it this weekend, I also saw it in theaters in September. So I uh, that one's just the Disney Plus one. <coughs> um, I think most of the visuals hold up really well. Some of it looks incredible mm-hmm. to this day there is a shot where there's one of the uh what are they called navi, the navi people in like the water and it looks amazing mm-hmm. i was like that is incredible that would blow me away today in 2022 yeah and there's a <laughs> there's a sequence where they're like fighting this wild animal towards the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think it looks really bad. I think it looks like it's like from the Phantom Menace 1999 CGI. Which, mo- which monster are you talking about? It's like the like the wolf kind of ones. Hmm. It's got the thing where there's they just look super um, smooth or something. Like their animals don't have a lot of texture. Yeah, I so I kind of I think I know what you're talking about because that monster I'm like I'm conflicted whether it looks bad or not because I think at, in some ways it like 
I think the the monster is supposed to like look smooth and stuff like that. Like I think that's fully intentional in its design. It but really stands out though to me as like that is clearly CGI. Yeah, I don't know. It um, looks like how they tried to make CGI like CGI Jabba the Hut in like a New Hope, the special. You know, George Lucas. I don't editions. think it looks that bad. That that's that's pretty. But terrible. I mean, it's like that. It's like you know how he's so smooth. Okay. It's it's like that though. That's the vibe I'm getting from it, and it stood out. There were a couple points where I'm like, that human, who's supposed to be a live action human, is just CGI. It's very obvious. Mm-hmm. But I, that might also be just a result of me watching more Corridor Crew VFX artists react to videos, so I just notice these things more. Sure. Like in like Aliens when Sigourney Weaver's like in the big mech. Some of the shots she's in the mech, she's just a doll and it's a miniature. Oh. <laughs> which is pretty hilarious. Um, so, but overall, I think a lot of the visual effects hold up really well. Yeah, I honestly, I mean, I that mo- that creature didn't really bother me too much. And aside from that, it it just looks pretty seamless and flawless it looks a lot better than like some movies today even like i think some parts like when there's like a lot of trees and they're like moving with the wind it's like okay i can tell that's a simulation they're running in a 3d program towards the beginning with like the military uh aviation vehicles or whatever they are um but again, that is ultra nitpicky. A lot of this looks really good. I was going to say, I don't, <laughs> I'm not even sure I can think of what you're talking about. But Well, I just, I was literally being like super keenly aware of everything because I was like, how well does, you know, how well do the details hold up? Mm-hmm. Because the main stuff holds up very well. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, so I mean, from a technical standpoint, I think this movie is pretty great all around. Um, I mean, we talked about the special effects. I think the score for this is pretty good. Like, it's pretty good. I really like like the main kind of wonder theme. Yeah, that. yeah. That that is in the new trailer. That whatever. Yeah, it is. That, that's easily the best bit. And then other parts, I'm like, oh, they should have just used that theme again. Because <laughs> it's like some other generic, majestic music that's not as good as the main theme. Mm-hmm. But I agree. Most of it's pretty good. Um, I mean, we can dig into the... I mean, you we touched on Jake Sully. We can talk about the other characters, too. I think the only interesting character is Zoe Zeldana's character, Neytiri. Yes. I, I think Sigourney Weaver, her character doesn't make any sense. She hates Jake Sully, and then she just likes him all of a sudden. Yeah. For no reason. Which stinks, because Sigourney Weaver is so good, like, as an actress. And, I mean, she's good with what she's given in this. I mean, she's, uh, but it's just her character is very bland the main military guy is a cartoon i love him though (laughs) (laughs) i i like yeah i don't think he's a well-written character but i think stephen lang's performance in this movie has always been one of the standouts for me like i think he is so cartoonishly evil and it's like whatever his liner is like well you're on pandora now so if you like you would this place wants you or what it's like um you might want to go to hell to get some nice R&R because you're in Pandora now or <laughs> yeah. something. I'm like, wow. Incredible. Yeah, no, I... Uh, 
not a very good character, but I think Stephen Lang is just so good in the role. So I think his I think the cartoonishness makes up for it for me. So he's he's always one of the things I look forward to. See, that's the thing is he's a cartoon, but a lot of the movie takes itself so seriously mm-hmm. that that just it doesn't blend as well. That's like, fair. Either be I can see that. either be a silly action movie or or don't be. In my opinion, I, see, I, it's not awful, but it's like it just stands out. See, and takes I, me out of it. I think for me, part of the humor comes from the fact that everything else is so serious around him. Like, oh no, it's it's hilarious, like, <laughs> and I was entertained by it. There's the, I mean, I I kind of I, I won't mention the context of the bit, but my favorite bit is the one where he kicks open the door and shoots at them taking off. He's like, <laughs> he just has a gun. He doesn't take a mask out with him. He just <laughs> kicks it open. And goes out there and starts shooting at them. I'm like, this. And then is the guy hilarious. offers him a mask, and he's like, "Yep, yeah." <laughs> like it's it's just so. I I think I think that contrast just works for that character for me because it's it just makes him that much more entertaining. It, very entertaining. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Then you have the corporate guy who is just the ultimate sleaze bag. Like, yeah. oh, who cares about the indigenous population? They have unobtainium. <laughs> 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 which is a hilarious name i mean that name has been made fun of to no end at this point it is really stupid but whatever it's the MacGuffin. it's what they're trying to get um yeah look that's the bad parts of the movie the good parts visually amazing music very solid a lot of the stuff with the navi culture is really cool mm-hmm. like the whole idea of them tying their braids into the animals and the wildlife of Pandora and how the nature operates the banshees and all that. That's really cool. Um, and that's where the movie excels in Mm -hmm. my opinion. Uh, when it, (laughs) and that's when it takes itself seriously and it works. And then it's just a cartoon for a lot of it. I will say that the final confrontation is very epic and colossal and Mm -hmm. satisfying in the third act. Yeah, that, even though it is a very predictable movie, holy smokes! Yeah, I mean, you know exactly where where it's gonna go. I mean, it's a movie even prior to two thousand nine in terms of story you've seen a bunch of times before. Um, but yeah, that final battle is is a lot of fun. I always look forward to that as well. And um, yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I guess I can my thoughts on the 3D for this movie because I saw it in theaters in September. Is it's really good. Um, it is. I think it's by far the best use of 3D in a movie. It's like it's never like super in your face, but all it does is add a ton of depth to like every shot, and it just makes the world feel more expansive and. I don't I don't even know if I can like properly explain what it does to the movie but I think it it, I think it does enhance the movie visually Mm. it's very cool um so I mean if somehow any of any of you listening ever get another chance to see it theaters in 3d again I'm sure someday it'll be released again um I'd recommend going to see it this is somewhat related but it they're making an avatar game how did that not make an appearance at the game awards somehow when the movie comes out next week yeah i i and my guess is there's maybe it's just not as far in development as we may they, hope yeah as they thought it would be yeah um but yeah uh there are a lot of internal monologues in this movie and they are awful <laughs> holy crap I, they are some of the worst 
written things in a movie I've ever heard. It also sucks because the fact that this franchise is apparently just like now you have Sam Worthington as your lead and he is just a charisma vacuum of an actor. (laughs) I like you don't really see him in much anymore, um, which I think is for he was kind of like the the white tough guy for a few years in the late 2000s, early 2010s. Um, but now we're kind of stuck with him as the lead. He's, he's just very uninteresting. His monologues, yeah, part of it, some of it is the writing, but it's not helped by the performance either. Just very boring, very generic stuff. It's like, oh, now I feel the conflict. Like, I kind of want to do this, but I kind of want to do that. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, why is he saying this? (laughs) Why is he not just acting? Like, what? What is that? Like, did they just, just deem him not a good enough actor to portray these emotions? Yeah, I don't know. I hard to pick up on, and they're just like, oh, guess we're just gonna have to do a voiceover. That here. might be it, honestly. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but yeah, as you kind of said, whenever it's with the Navi, <laughs> I think for the most part that stuff is like really pretty good. Um, and there is a large chunk in this movie where it's, uh, as you said, them, him learning the culture and all these different things. And the world is so fleshed out and everything like James Cameron clearly just spent a decade writing this movie at least. Um, it just feels so cool. But like, like whenever you flip back to the human stuff, aside from Stephen Lang, which I still feel is the one saving grace, it's just mostly uninteresting and predictable and i do i do love the mechs in this movie i'm a sucker for a for a good robot suit i think they're really cool in this here's my problem with the mechs is when they're holding guns in the mechs they're just holding nothing (laughs) yeah i mean i'm like that that is so dumb (laughs) it would be so much easier to actually be holding like some sort of prop in there and they're just holding air (laughs) it just looks so silly yeah, it is silly, but I, I ever since 2009, I've really loved the mechs in this movie. I still really love them. They're, it's it's just a highlight. I love how they just have a big knife. <laughs> they just have a big knife on the yeah. mechs. Well, and they just pull it out. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm like, why is that not just built into it? You know, like it just comes out like a Swiss Army knife just comes out. Like, no, it has to grab it. It's like, dumb, it's strapped on but there. I love it. I think it's it just <laughs> adds to the 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 silly the silliness that this movie should lean into more. Um, Here, here's the thing. I I'm thinking the new one will not be as silly. No, and that's probably why it's better. E- yeah, we'll see. I mean, I I'm interested because my my guess is this movie is it's this new one is not going to have the humans in it very much. Are you sure? Yeah, like, I mean, I'm sure they'll, because since this is, like, the start of, like, a four-movie arc, I'm guessing that, like, the humans are going to, like, return towards the end of the movie or something. In, like, or maybe, maybe they are back, but, like, the majority of this is just set between the Navi tribes or something. I mean, I know we do get glimpses of humans in this, like, in the trailers, but even then it's not, like, a ton. We'll see. I don't know. Hard to tell. We'll know next week. <laughs> it says Stephen Lang is in the cast list. Yeah, I have also heard that, but. And Sigourney Weaver. I interesting without 
spoiling anything. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to mention it because I thought it might be a spoiler. But <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, I think that's good non-spoiler review, Holden. I think let's just dive into spoilers at this point. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think it's worth watching once. Yeah, no, I mean, if nothing else, it's it's such a revolutionary movie, um, and it may not be quite the cultural touchstone it was back then or anything, but, I mean, it's still, in terms of special effects, very important. And it's yeah. James Cameron. He's he's never made a bad movie, I don't think, so. Famous last words, Holden. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um. Okay. But yeah, I'll give this movie, I think, a seven and a half. I quite enjoy it um, for all yeah. of its faults. If you just want to see a good action adventure, you want to see something that's visually stunning, go for it. If you like the 90s action, cheesy, campiness stuff, go for it. If you don't, there's still plenty of other interesting stuff in this movie. If you're I, like, I went to Black Panther Wakanda forever, and I thought that cultural stuff was really cool in that movie. There's a lot of that sort of stuff in this movie, yeah. so I think you'd like it. Oh, I do want to ask, because I know you said you were falling asleep or whatever. How, how do you think the pacing in this movie is? I think the pacing is actually very good. Yeah. I was just tired. Okay, that's. I, I was going to say that too. I think for the movie being almost three hours long, it's actually it, it kind of flies by in some ways, and it never really slows down too much, so... Yeah, no, I think it's very good. I was just tired, and I kept just dozing off and then having to rewind <laughs> a few minutes and be like, oh, yeah, this is what's were you, happening. Were you watching it with Emily? Was she getting annoyed at that? Well, she was – no, no, she wasn't. She was just – she's like, I don't want to watch that. Uh-oh. And then – so she just sat next to me and was on her computer, and then by the end, she's like, fine, I'll just watch the end with you because <laughs> she's kind of just watching it. And funny story, she thought it was the new one. She was like, this this doesn't look very good. It looks like it was made 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's actually 13 years ago, so I guess it held up for all right. <laughs> yeah, held up better than it could. Yeah. So nice. there you have it, Holden. Cool. Let's uh, dive into our spoiler review. Yeah, let's do it. All right, spoilers for Avatar, this 13-year-old movie, which you've probably already seen. Um, and which I probably have already spoiled in our non-spoiler review. I don't, think we, I don't think we really did too much. I mean, yeah. Um, let's see. Um, one thing I, I did want to bring up is there's like this weird Mandela effect thing with this movie where I, I don't remember. Are you aware of like the hair sex scene? Avatar in Avatar. Yeah, I was thinking that happened too. Okay, it really doesn't, it, but it does in the director's cut. Okay. Um, which, so because when this movie was re-released in theaters, um, people were like, "Oh, they cut out Disney cut out the hair sex scene," but it was never in the theatrical cut, and they didn't re-release the director's cut in theaters. So, yeah, it's it is kind of this. It does exist. If you really want to find it, you can find it. <laughs> Do what you Olin want. Olin can send you some links. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, no, it's this kind of funny Mandela effect thing with it. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it was just, you know, I was in like fourth grade and that's <laughs> kissing is pretty steamy back then. Yeah. Yeah. That looked amazing to that tree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that <coughs> How whole, the, the, I don't remember what the location is called, but yeah, where they, they go and kind of confess their love for each other. That whole place is, it's just gorgeous. 
and it lights up under their feet and all that. Mm-hmm. And there's like the little jellyfish looking things and yeah. absolutely stunning. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. Um, let's see, where can we go with this movie? Um, talk about the kind of final battle or whatever. That's kind of what I really want to talk about. Um, Papa, Papa dragon. That's, that's the line I remember from this movie. I can quote that line like word for word. That's the only line I remember from this movie. It's so dumb. (laughs) This is Papa dragon. Let's keep it high and tight. I want to be home for dinner. (laughs) Um, anyway, that's fun. Um, I, I think, that whole battle is just cool. I mean, it incorporates pretty, it's very good at incorporating all the different creatures we've met throughout the, the movie. Um, that the Banshees just like throwing the copters into the cliffs is just like mm-hmm. very satisfying. It's very cool looking. Michelle uh, Rodriguez is like, Oh dang, guess I'm not going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's a very, cool exciting battle it's not i always remember it being longer than it is um that part and it is it's not like short or anything but i like that's always sticks out in my mind with this movie so i almost always think of it as like a whole like 45 minutes or something but it's really only like 20 to 30 or so um but very exciting um we get uh steven lang he, he gets in the mech on the on the ground pulls out the knife well, he jumps into the mech as the thing is blowing up. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> he lands down. Um, I mean, it's it's really dumb that he just happens to land right next to where Jake Sully's like, body is. And he just happens to like find it. But whatever. It's kind of funny. It, it, it adds an extra air of danger to the final battle. Um, and, I mean, I... For some reason, one of the things that always stands out to me is like how like terrifying it is when he starts when he like breaks into that trailer and just starts smashing those like yeah. those crates. Like it's like Jesus Christ, it's he's so desperate at that point. Um, but yeah, I like I like that whole that whole last climactic battle in general. I don't know if you have much to say about it. Yeah, no, I think it delivers. I think that's why a lot of people went back out and saw this movie again cuz I think just from a story standpoint it delivers and from a spectacle standpoint it delivers. I um the one thing that bothers me, it bothered me the lot both this time and the last time I watched it in theaters is so the whole goal is they're going they're taking these bombs and they're going to bomb this like tree of souls or whatever it's called, which is which is fine um but Which is, yeah hold is pro bombing i'm pro bombing it <laughs> yeah get rid of the navis yeah um no but it so they they get like really close to it and then they end up blowing up the bomber and the bomber like crashes it's like and not blows that far up somewhere. away yeah <laughs> it like i mean <laughs> it kind of just feels like a video game at that point where it's like well it didn't it didn't literally reach the objective so it's going to cause no damage <laughs> well it's kind of like the death star you know you yeah. have to get it right in the, the, the little vent that's true yeah <laughs> But yeah, that, I mean, it's it's whatever. I, it doesn't really bother me that much. Um, yeah. Um, what else about this movie? Uh, Sigourney Weaver dies, isn't able to be brought back, which I think is going to be fed into this next movie in some way. 
um, because Sigourney Weaver is apparently playing Jake Sully's daughter. So my current thought is that either it's somehow some sort of reincarnation or like, I don't know, because she says something in the. Are they de-aging her? I, I think I don't know what's happening. She's like mocapping that like a teenager. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly. Maybe she's wearing a backwards baseball cap. Oh yeah, yeah, Steve Buscemi style from the Snickers commercial. Um, I was thinking uh, Chris Rock from uh, uh, Spiral. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> forgot about that. Um. No, but there's some line in the trailer for the new one where it sounds like Sigourney Weaver doing a teenager voice. So I think it's that character. And she says something like, I can feel her heartbeat or something. So I don't know if like that's it could be either referring to their God or like Sigourney Weaver is somehow a part of her now. I don't know. I think there's going to be some weird, weird thing happening there. I'm interested. See how they explain it. Um, what else about this movie, Jimmy? Gosh, I was gonna bring up some. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver is like, ah, oh, I wanted your brother. You're a piece of crap. I don't care about you. I will just care about your brother. And then Jake Sully gets into the Avatar thing for the first time, and he's just like, oh, all these scientists are like, oh, you need to do these tests and stuff. No, I'm just gonna get up and do whatever I want. Yeah, just it's mo- <laughs> like I okay. I get first up cool you're a, a you're a paraplegic you get to like move your legs for the first time like that must be really awesome but the fact that he just gets up and just starts running around <laughs> my like watching the movie my thought would be Sigourney Weaver's character is gonna go berserk because of that but instead she's like oh hey how's it going I see that you grown accustomed to your body or whatever let's hang out <laughs> She's got like she's got like a like a Stanford shirt on. <laughs> yeah, which I'm like, what? <laughs> so weird. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. Um, that that scene is kind of weird to me. But and at the end of the movie, they're all like, yeah, there. By the way, there are just a bunch of these Avatar tribes out there that they just don't set up until like the very end of the movie. They're just like, oh yeah, by the way, there are more tribes, and now they're working with us. Yeah. None of them seem to be the the way of the water tribe, so we have yet to meet them. Yeah, the the teal people. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I the um. I really like the stuff with the banshees <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, that's great. Like, I mean, that's the best part of the movie, I think. Yeah, him like him taming his own banshee and then getting the the big one <clears throat> and all of that, and it's. Yeah, it's just really cool. And them flying, I mean, that is probably one of the more iconic just visual things in this movie is the the banshees and them flying around on them because it is just so cool. Having... It's so cool and it looks amazing. Yeah, it does. Um, So props to them because that's just awesome. And that's what I think people remember about this movie more than anything. Yeah, um, certainly. How did nobody think of just going above the other thing i was like someone has thought of that by now (laughs) yeah like you are jake sully is not the first person to have that thought (laughs) he's hmm, still just a terrible character it's the apex predator which means it'll never look up yeah it's really stupid but oh well 
Um, what else? I wish it was like more. Like I wish it was just more morally morally ambiguous than that. Like maybe it was like some. Maybe you could have it be some greedy people wanting this, but maybe it's like for a pharmaceutical that will like cure cancer or something. That's what I'm. I mean, like just add some sort of level of like clearly these are the good guys and these are the bad guys and just it's just so so basic in terms of its themes like oh man versus nature (laughs) greed versus you know like humanity it's like okay this is just the most basic ideas of any movie ever yeah i mean i that's that's kind of what i'm hoping about the new one because if like the humans are gonna remain as like the central antagonist like you need something more right like it, it's passable for this one since it's it originally was just kind of a one and done fine whatever the humans are just bad and like for the environment and whatnot maybe we're the real monsters kind of thing <laughs> well it's like you know if the, you were already so creative with everything else you couldn't have any creativity in your story yeah like the world is so creative and you just like well you know what there's this one like mineral that just right under their tree and they just want it because they're all very greedy and evil yeah and it's weird because i mean james cameron has been at like the forefront for creative sci-fi stories like in the past i mean terminator 2 aliens even even terminator 1 were all so unique and i mean a lot of movies have taken from them at this point now you have avatar which just has a very generic story and i mean I don't think it's not. I don't think it's by any coincidence that uh, no one's really taking anything from this movie. <laughs> like it's yeah. not really made any sort of impact on the larger movies aside from like the effects and like the technology behind it. Yeah, um, that's my one thing. Like I just wish the story was more mature, which is what I'm really hoping for this one mm-hmm. because I I that I mean I forgot how cool the cultural stuff was. Yeah. I'm really interested. I'm I'm hoping, I mean, with Jake Sully now fully being in that Avatar form and everything, and it's seemingly been a bit of a time jump. I don't know exactly how long it's been, but hoping we'll be able to spend just a lot of time with the, the various Navi cultures. Yeah, so we'll see. It'll be th- over three hours long. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? I am. I will definitively say I'm looking forward to the new Avatar more than I'm looking forward to Babylon at this point. I have a feeling Babylon is going to be a slog. I, I don't know. I I'm looking forward to both. I mean, I think I think since Avatar is very close, and I just rewatched the first one, I am really looking forward to that. But I'm still super into Babylon. So, I my expectations have dropped so much for Babylon that. I'm just hoping, hey, it ends up, I really like it, and then it was great. That's kind of my hope, <laughs> because I'm very pessimistic right now. But I love Damien Chazelle, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, What else? Is there anything else to say about this movie, Jimmy? Um, I don't know. I feel like there is, but I don't... Are we missing anything? I just wish Jake Sully was a more interesting character. Yeah, me too. It's, it's with such like a actual purpose going into it. like it'd be more interesting because it's just like, oh, I'm a military man and I follow orders from a guy who above me, and that's just what I do. It's kind of his reason to infiltrate the Navi. Instead of, 
hey, I'm out here for this, you know, I think it'd be more interesting if he was like the scientific brother and he was like doing this research to learn more about this thing they need for this cure for cancer or whatever, you know, this thing that humanity needs for like a good cause. Or even on the very baseline, I think if he was the one to take the initiative and approach Stephen Lang about doing the recon or whatever, like it would, it would give him more initiative from the very beginning um, show that he's committed to the, you know, the military and help or this group and helping them out. Um, and then that would make sense with why he becomes like more of a leader at the end, because it doesn't really make sense why he's all of a sudden like, <laughs> like, okay with being a leader and taking charge and everything. Yeah. I just think it's kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is dumb. Oh, I, uh, I, we didn't mention um it is it it is emotional when the uh when the big tree falls yeah that's pretty sad and i i think that just lends more into the the navi being the interesting part and all their performances and that's just that's home so good. tree yeah home, home tree. tree very creative <laughs> home tree is it's so cool though like it just the the size of it like yeah I don't think you even get like necessarily the best sense of scale until those bombers come out and it's just it's still massive. just incredibly massive. The floating islands are really cool. My mm-hmm. nephew likes to say, "Oh, big tree." Big tree. Whenever I'm holding him in the background, he goes, "Big tree." To the big tree. I'm like, "Whoa, that's so tall." And he's like, "Tree." And I'm like, "Oh, he points to another one." I'm like, "Oh, yeah." And he goes, "Big tree." I'm like, "Yes, that is the biggest one around here." <laughs> Very good obsessed with and he's like he's like t- he's like reach and i'm like oh i can't i can't touch the top it's it's too big of a tree <laughs> so i guess he would really like well i guess maybe he wouldn't like the first avatar since they destroyed just, the big tree. just show it before it gets destroyed be like yeah, well we look at this big tree here's you now here's some here's a big tree yeah. <laughs> little guy um one thing i i this has to be the case but like their little uh mask oxygen mask visor things i am somewhat i'm mostly certain that the vast majority of the time those are cgi like not the visor part or sorry not the like the glass part of it like the clear part of it i am almost certain that it's cgi okay because like in order to add in all those reflections later just in general like things that are glass in movies are are often just CGI because glass is tougher to work with, especially if you're doing it in like a simulated environment. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that might've changed with the volume now, but beforehand it's just, I could swear that it's just CGI. Okay. So I haven't looked into it, but I, I would be stunned if the, if, uh, you know, maybe a few times it's real, but for the mass majority of the time, the actual clear part of their face mask for their oxygen is just CGI. It has to be. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I didn't even thought and about it's, that. It's <clears throat> never more obvious than when they put Sigourney Weaver down at the Tree of Souls or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. But there's also just, I can't remember what part of the movie it is, but it's like the Avatar. I think it's Natiri. She grabs like Jake Sully's arm or something when he's in the little camper thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's just, a cg human arm <laughs> like that is a cg arm is it like, really <laughs> yes I didn't notice that 
it's it's a pretty good one to be honest but it's definitely cg okay and it makes sense because it's just like it, it'd be hard to have the interactions and all that it's probably it's convincing enough like if you weren't like i said i was being very keen on all the details of what what might have aged poorly and it took me a long time to figure out if there was it's called subsurface scattering so it's this like concept of you know like when you shine a light through like your skin it's kind of red and somewhat transparent yeah. like your ears and stuff that was a, a very i was i was trying to figure out if this movie had it or not and it definitely have it for the navi but i don't know if they have it for other creatures and stuff and i think that's maybe why the little wolf monsters didn't look as good because mm-hmm. i was like it just they're missing that and but you could tell in the navi's ears that it was there but like i said i was very meticulously analyzing all this stuff <laughs> so um overall i think it holds up pretty well and it's long but it goes by fast and the payoff at the end is good so i enjoyed it holden i'm actually more excited for the new one now than i was before that's cool yeah i uh re-watching it these over the last six months or so it's been funny because i there's like like certain small things i remember as a kid like not making sense to me and it's not even like hard to understand stuff it's just like i watched it one or two times and it was just like plot points i never picked up on or something or like little details and then watching it now i'm like oh it makes more sense i oh, think dude, the, that's that's me with the star wars prequels okay i'm like oh my gosh they're doing a trade blockade on the on the republic <laughs> <laughs> or whatever i remember i read the novelization like a, a kid's novelization of the phantom menace maybe it was just the actual novelization of the phantom menace i read it in like fifth grade I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many layers going on here. Well, so for, things I didn't pick up on when I was like seven, you know. When I was like, well, so when this first came out, I was probably 10. And for some reason at the time, I did not understand it, like during the final battle at the very end, how Neytiri knew Jake was in that trailer. Like, to, like, in my mind, couldn't comprehend that. Like, cause I don't, she, it's never explicitly like said that she's, like, she knows that uh like humans are transferred into those bodies and the way that they are and everything but it's more of just like like you pick up on that they already know that and everything um and so my little brain like didn't recognize that and i don't know and that was just like a weird plot like thing that i thought was a plot hole as a kid but it definitely is not (laughs) anyway that's all i have sounds good i think we should move on to what are you doing holden uh yeah i think we should too all right, sweet. Holden, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right, uh, Jimmy. So first off, a couple of movies I watched. The first one, I watched the new Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio <coughs> film. And it was amazing, Jimmy. We should have watched it. Is, it's so good, Jimmy. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I don't care. It could be the best movie of all time. It is. Li- I, there's no way I'm going to. I might watch it a year from now. I just I have a Pinocchio threshold of once a year. I can watch a Pinocchio movie. It's, it's already been full and it's your fault, Holden. It's literally in my top five of the year. And it's oh, my God, it was so good. I mean, the animation 
without I mean without any surprise was just incredible it's probably the most impressive stop motion animation I've ever seen but the story was so interesting and <laughs> how closely does it follow the story of Pinocchio it's quite a bit I mean it, it hits similar beats I would say but it it has I feel like it has a much strong it like connects it all a lot better and it presents certain things in different ways there's this one funny review that i saw um that here i want to try to find where it's at um oh yeah it's <laughs> it's this review i found on letterbox that said disney's 20 disney's pinocchio in 2022 pinocchio plays with a pile of horse on the street whilst being chased by the fox and the cat Guillermo del Toro's 2022 Pinocchio. Pinocchio is tied to a cross after being drafted as a child soldier. (laughs) 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 Like this movie, it's, it is, I think you could still argue it is to an extent a kid's movie. It's just, it is quite a bit darker than your average one, which is the Guillermo del Toro influence. And it does not shy away from the fact that it's set during fascist World War II Italy. So it's... It's, Guillermo does horror loves to critique fascism, man. Yeah, he does. It's like his favorite thing to do. <laughs> Fasc- this fascism thing, it's not very good. <laughs> but yeah, um, I I loved it, Jimmy. So I'm not going to, obviously I will not make you watch it because you clearly just do not care. But I think you should well, at some point. Okay. Well, uh, you know, winter break's coming up, maybe. Okay. We'll see. No promises. I got to finish God of War, man. That's true. Uh, the other movie I watched this week was The Game, directed by David Fincher, um, which is stars Michael Douglas. It's from like 1997. I think it was the year after Seven came out. It's like one of his lesser known movies, but it was this movie was a ride, man. It was I I think it starts out kind of slow. It's basically about this rich guy who is played by Michael Douglas and his brother um gives him this card and is like hey like go to this company and they're gonna like they'll like give you this like game like this real life experience that's like completely memorable and everything and he ends up going and signing up and just the the subsequent like the game how it unravels and the twists and turns and all the fake outs this movie had me on the edge of my seat there's so many layers to like the deception in it and everything and the last i the last like 15 20 minutes is like some of the tensest movie i've ever seen like i did not know where it was going and it just felt like it could anything could happen (laughs) i loved it it's so good i would really recommend it all right sweet um anyway uh tv shows i finished wednesday and i think my opinion is about the same like it's good but not great um the performances are very good but it is kind of very much aimed at a teen audience so like i it's no it's no uh and or that's for sure jimmy but well we just can't understand this gen z you know yeah we can't these zoomers um i did appreciate the aesthetic and like some of the the humor and stuff in it but yeah it's for the most part it was it was fine um been watching more batman um and then uh, i guess i finished god of war i platinumed it i platinumed god of war ragnarok uh, earlier this week final hour count was about 57 hours so 
Very exciting. Um, I really liked the platinum stuff. I think, like, I did a lot of the side stuff as it was happening in game. But if you leave like a little bit to do until after, they more so than twenty eighteen. They they leave like little like dialogue things and like just little small events that you can find that happen in like post the story of the main game that it's just kind of nice and it serves as this nice little epilogue journey as you go around through the different realms a little denouement if you will sure (laughs) whatever that means (laughs) it means kind of like the resolution but even more so the resolution yes like after the resolution yeah and um and i do think if you save the epilogue side quest which is very apparent what it is when you get to it if you once you unlock it i would save that to the very end because i think that works is just best after you've completed everything okay um, i'll save burying kratos for the end yes yes know, i'm just <laughs> throwing that um press triangle to bury kratos <laughs> press triangle to pay respects um yeah. Yeah, um, and the the kind of like secret bosses and stuff that are in the in the end game and stuff are pretty good. I I don't think I was as challenged by any of them as much as I was with Seagrin in the 2018 one, but I also might just be better at these games now because like I said, like when I replayed 2018, I didn't have much trouble with her. So I don't know. I didn't either. I went so far to get to the uh what you make the berserkers uh the berserker fight in it's like in svartalfheim oh okay. just because i'm like oh i beat one let's see if i can go with this other one and then i started it and it was just two of them at once so I was oh, like, yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. and i just got my butt absolutely ca- i literally spent like 20 minutes just traversing to get there because you have to really backtrack a lot and i just instantly got murdered Honestly, so aside, way under leveled and all that. Aside from that first one in Midgard and maybe one other, I think I just saved all of them until after I beat the game. Yeah, so that's probably a good strategy because I just got my butt handed to me. <laughs> yeah, I know which handily. one you're talking about. That one might have been the one I had the most trouble with too. And I'm like a level five, and I just got smoked. Oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah. By the time I was fighting those guys, I was at least level eight, might maybe even level nine, maxed out. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, very fun. Really liked it. Game got better as it went along, in my opinion. And did I, you still keep using the Lunda's armor? Or did you switch at the? I end? switched. Okay. Um, I don't think you've been able to get the armor yet that I have. Yeah. So. Well, I actually like this rage armor that like everything increases like your attack strength or whatever increases based on your rage. Okay. And my rage is like maxed out based on my vitality. It like ex- extends. And that's great, but it, the problem with it is when you enter those berserker battles, your rage automatically goes back to nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I just got smoked. Yeah. <laughs> and that was my problem. But in normal fights, like I was doing the uh uh whatchamacallit on was it Moosbelheim and I was doing those without any really big issue, those trials. Oh okay. The crucible. I waited to do all the crucible stuff until after. Because I think I I might have done like one or two beforehand and then I was like, uh, eh, whatever. But then it was just really easy by that point, so yeah. um Yeah, no. I did they bring back like the uh you know, what is it? Niflheim or whatever where you had in the 2018 where you have to go in and it's the fog no it was just kind of disappointing 
I kind of I, I I remember the first time I played it, I was kind of annoyed by that. But the fr- this the second playthrough, I actually liked it quite a bit. I thought it was that's fun. my exact same thing. I was like, I just didn't really try the first time. I'm like, I don't really like this. And then when I went back to get the platinum the second time, I don't know. That first game hit me different that second time. Mm-hmm. Just completely different experience because I liked it the first time. Sure, I loved that game the second time i do not know what switched (laughs) but i was like this is this is one of the best games ever um and i'm and the switch has started to flip for me on this one yeah yeah i'm I'm, i mean too soon for me to replay this one but i'm really excited to see how if i like it even more on a replay in the future um Yeah. yeah but then since then i there's been like a playstation store sale and I've been kind of like biding my time for Christmas because I'm like hoping I might get Horizon or something for Christmas, which I'll inevitably sink a lot of time into. So I bought um, the there's a Castlevania collection, which has two of the games which I haven't played before. And I really like the Castlevania games. So started playing one of those. It's pretty fun. It's very difficult, though. So we'll see. Um, Nice, 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 nice. That's it for me, Jimmy. What about you? think that's pretty much it for me god of war um been watching a little mind hunter i like oh, that oh yeah yeah nice um nice. Hunt- i, I have been hunter. uh skipping the intro holden which is kind of heresy for me i i do it while i'm working out and, and whatever it is it's just the mind hunter intro it's fine i don't really remember it so it's like too long okay. though and it i don't know i just so i just skip it but you know, kind of goes against my values. But how many episodes in are you? Like three and a half. I don't know. It's hard to tell because I, I do it when I'm working out. So I like watch thirty minutes of an episode at a time. Oh, okay. So like I'll finish an episode and get like five minutes into the next episode, <laughs> and then like be like ten minutes left in an episode. And probably not the ideal way to watch the show, but probably not. But you know, since I'm exercising, I'm like hyper attuned to all the things that are happening because I'm trying to not focus on exercising you know mm-hmm. so on the other hand i do pay attention very closely um but yeah i think that's it i'm probably forgetting something i've been watching the world cup of course so that's dominated a lot of my time i think that's it holden i think that's all, right. all. next week of course we've got avatar the we a water as they say <laughs> out east um we're gonna see that probably friday night since Holden has plans or something? Actually, I think we can do Thursday. I think the thing I thought was on Thursday is actually on Friday. So maybe we should do Thursday. Well, maybe we see it Thursday now. So <laughs> just come on and join us, audience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're excited for that. Um, <coughs> we, If you want to leave us a request, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or by emailing us at tauntpodcast at gmail.com or by donating to our Patreon. I believe that's it, Jimmy. Sweet. Uh, well, hope to have the God of War Ragnarok out review out for you before the end of the year because I should beat it over winter We're break. We're only so. waiting on Jimmy at this point. So, well, you're just saying that because you're a PlayStation chill. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> now that we brought that. that full circle, Holden, uh, I do. Before I forget, I have used eleven Kleenexes. So, oh, great. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I, I did a few b- sneezes into each one. So, you know, it's probably like 33. You can count the coughs yourself, but I'm a trooper Holden and we did this podcast. Another one, uh, off the, well, one for the internet ether. Yes. So 
We've been doing this for a long time now. Holy smokes. Uh, yeah, that's it. So I'll say uh, until next time, adios pantalones. Love you. That one movie podcast. Tom.